Hey there, it's Counselor Glenn here, and this is kind of a, a bonus episode of the weekly update. I kind of I glossed over it a little bit in my Saturday morning update, and it's about the city budget, something that our city council approved last Wednesday. Um, it's really important and not something that I want to gloss over, so I've shared some of this information on my website, but I wanted to do a, a quick episode of our, our YouTube update, Facebook update, and podcast update as well. So last week, City Council approved the 2022 budget, and it has a number of really important investments that will directly benefit our Stittsville community and the city at large. So I'll give you some highlights here. The city's investing $427 million in new infrastructure and renewals. And this will improve things like roads, bridges, culverts, sidewalks, pathways, intersections. What we're doing is we're closing a funding gap that was left from previous councils and it's left a lot of our infrastructure in poor shape across the city. In Stittsville, some of that money will go towards road resurfacing, repaving on Abbott Street between Iber and Stittsville, Maine, on Hoban Street between Kyle and Carp, so finishing a project that was started uh, last year, I believe, uh, replacement of a pathway bridge over Pool Creek behind Beach Fern, a new sidewalk on Renshaw, um, these are just some of the improvements planned, and there's also um, a number of rural roads around Stittsville that are going to be upgraded as well. There's money to improve the Terry Fox and Cope intersection. Uh, there's money for intersection improvements at Hazel Dean and Montra. This is a new street kind of near the Red Bradley Craig Farm across from Value Village. And we should also see shovels in the ground for the next phase of Robert Grant Avenue from Iber sorry, from Abbott to Hazel Dean Road. Um, this will be paid out of a future budget year, so it doesn't appear in, in this year's budget, but it is something on the plans for capital improvement. So that's really important for our community. There's money for parks and recreation, like improvements at Cardell Rec and Johnny Lou Arena. There's 1.1 million for a new park called Silas Bradley Park in South Stittsville. And there's $50,000 for a cricket pitch at Bradley Commons Park. And I've got more information about these projects and some others that are underway on my website as well. Um, citywide, though, is really where I wanted to highlight some things that uh, you might not have heard about. Um, there's some really important investment in a number of health and social programs. For example, affordable housing. This budget will see an investment in 2022 of $17 million for affordable housing. And if you add up what council has spent over the four-year term, it adds to over $68 million in municipal funding for affordable and supportive housing. That's more than any other previous council. And we're using that money to leverage grants from the provincial and federal government as well. For example, last year, uh, we had confirmation of a $54. million investment from the government of Canada for something called the Rapid Housing Initiative. Um, we also have a program providing up to a million dollars for a number of local landlords to make improvements to their existing rental stock just to increase the supply of affordable rental units in Ottawa. Uh, and all of these are really important because we have a housing crisis right now in Ottawa with more than 10,000 people on a wait list for affordable housing. So this, uh, this is going to fund over 500 new affordable housing units in 2022 alone. 
Uh, we're also contributing $27 million to nonprofit social services agencies in Ottawa. That's the largest increase to the community funding framework in 15 years in the city. And this supports social services, the social services sector, and communities that are the most marginalized in Ottawa, which is even more important uh, during the pandemic. For Ottawa Public Health, obviously a lot of attention there. We've approved a budget of $123 million. That includes $41.5 million for COVID-19. Now, pandemic costs, things like the vaccine clinics, uh, special school public health nurses, and contact tracers, those are all covered by the province. The regular public health programs, though, are split between the province and the city. So the province picks up 70% and the city picks up 30%. These are things like mental health support, school immunizations not related to COVID, uh, dental health, early childhood development, restaurant inspections, and a lot more. Uh, one area that I'm concerned about is the province once again has frozen their portion of the funding for the regular programs, which leaves the city on the hook to cover inflationary increases. So this 0% increase from the province essentially amounts to a budget cut to public health since there are always rising costs to uh, equipment and supplies and salaries. So it's something to watch for in future budget years as we start to transition out of the pandemic. Public health is not something that we should be cutting, that's for sure. Uh, on the police budget, a lot of attention there. So council approved the Ottawa Police Budget Board request for a 2% increase, which is slightly less than originally anticipated. So we'll take some of the money uh, originally allocated to police and reinvest it primarily in two areas. There's about 2.1 million going to support racialized youth programs, uh, community-based culturally appropriate mental health prevention services, social supports for our indigenous community. And uh, there's also about $550,000 that will be used to develop an alternative call referral program, identifying where and how low risk 911 calls should be redirected. So this is all about crime prevention and finding more efficient ways to handle mental health calls among other things. And despite this reduction, the chief of police, Chief Slowly, has committed to no police layoffs in 2022. In fact, the police will be offering uh, additional sworn officers next year. And I know that's important to people in Stittsville who have concerns about traffic safety and neighborhood safety here. Um, on transit, we have frozen the Equipass for low-income residents and the Community Pass for the Ontario Disability Support Program um, at 2018 rates. So we, we've frozen those for now since 2018. And we're providing new this year 2,000 free transit passes to emergency shelters for the use of their clients. We did, improve, uh, we did approve a fare increase of about $3 on a regular adult bus pass, but it won't come into effect at least until at least one month after all 15 trains are back in service. And also as part of the transit budget, we are investing in 74 new battery electric buses in 2022. And that's part of our overall strategy to reduce municipal greenhouse gas emissions. Uh, the last thing I wanted to highlight citywide was for local businesses where we're implementing a 15% tax discount for small businesses. Um, the full discount will be phased in two parts, 7.5% this year and 2022 rather, and 7.5% the year after in 2023. And that'll help about 10,000 small businesses. It's a permanent tax cut that's really going to help a segment of our economy that's really struggling through this pandemic. Um, overall, 
I, I can say this is a very good budget for our city and a very good budget for our Stittsville community. We've targeted investments in local projects and in major city initiatives that address the most pressing social and health needs. And doing all this, uh, we've kept ca taxes under control. There's a, a modest increase of 3% per year. For the average owner, that's about $120 a year. As a city, we can't run deficits like the provincial or federal government. So we have to come up with a balanced budget. And it's never an easy thing to do in a growing city with so many pressing needs, but it's especially difficult to do uh, when you consider how this pandemic has put so much stress and change in our city services. So this is actually the last um, uh, budget that we've done in this term of council because there's an election next year. So we've already begun to talk about what that 2023 budget will look like. I want to thank residents who provided their feedback for 2022 and really encourage everyone, if you have any ideas, feedback, suggestions, or questions, contact me at any time. It's, uh, it's something that uh, maybe gets down in the weeds and is a little technical sometimes, but I, I always enjoy the chats I have with residents about the city budget and how we pay for things and how we can do things better at the city. So thank you for, uh, thank you for watching and uh, you can find more information about all of this on my website at glengower.ca. Take care. See you.